Exodus chapter 18, verse 1. Now Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel his people, how that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. 2. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her away. 3. And her two sons, of whom the name of the one was Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Remember, Moses had named his first son Gershom. Gershom means stranger, because he was a stranger in Midian. Jethro is showing up on the scene, and he really likes Moses. It's good to have a father-in-law who likes you. Zipporah got separated from Moses in the journey. Now Jethro is bringing her back to Moses. She went back to Midian for a while, and that's why she wasn't around him. But anyway, Jethro is bringing her back to Moses now with the two sons. 4. And the name of the other was Eliezer, the other son. For the God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of of Pharaoh. Eliezer means God will help or God helps. 5. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness where he was encamped at the Mount of God, which is Horeb. Jethro brought Zipporah and the two boys to Horeb. 6. And he said unto Moses, I, thy father-in-law Jethro, am coming unto thee and thy wife and her two sons with her. So he's announcing himself. 7. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. He probably announced himself to some of Moses' servants. And then they went to Moses' tent and said, hey, this is your father-in-law. And then Moses came out to meet him. Kind of like when you're at the ball, you know, you give your name to the butler, and then the butler calls your name, and then you enter, and the king knows who you are. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him, and they each asked each other of their welfare, and they came into the tent. 8. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the travail, which means hardship, that had come upon them by the way, and how the Lord delivered them. So he's told the whole testimony of all the plagues in Egypt, how they were brought out, how they crossed the Red Sea, and how they didn't have meat and bread and water, and God supplied meat, bread, and water. 9. And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, in that he delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. So Jethro is praising God. Jethro has known God his whole life, although he is not an Israelite because he's a Midianite, and he's not circumcised either because he's a Midianite. He still loves the Lord, the same Lord who Moses loves. 10. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who hath delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who hath delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. 11. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, yea, for that they dealt proudly against them. Jethro is saying, I've always worshipped God, but now I know that he is the greatest God. 12. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron came and all the children of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. Jethro offers a burnt sacrifice to the Lord and all the people come and basically have a barbecue together. In some sacrifices to the Lord, you eat the food. In other sacrifices, you burn the whole thing and it gets consumed. He gave God a burnt sacrifice, which means that it would be consumed entirely in the fire and and God would consume it. And then they also cooked meat for themselves to eat, to rejoice. 13. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood about Moses from the morning until the evening. Now judging, remember, means looking after the widows, the orphans, and the weak. So if anyone has been wronged, the judge will correct that wrong. Like, say, a lamb who belongs to to Bob went into Jim's field. And then Bob comes to the judge and says, hey, Jim has my lamb because it wandered into his field. Then the judge will say, okay, Jim, you have to give him the lamb back. 
That's judgment. So that's what's going on all day from morning to evening. Hundreds and hundreds of people are coming to Moses with all of their complaints, and he is deciding how to make it right. 14. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou dost to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand about thee from morning until even? Jethro has common sense, and he's saying, You're working yourself to death. You're working way too hard doing this all by yourself. 15. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come unto me to inquire of God. They want to know what God decides, and Moses tells them. 16. When they have a matter, it cometh unto me, and I judge between a man and his neighbor, and I make them know the statutes of God and his laws. Moses also gives them information, and he says, this is why, Jim, you have to give that lamb back, is because God doesn't want you to steal, and God considers it stealing, even if the lamb wandered willingly onto your property. God still considers it stealing if you don't give the lamb back, because the lamb didn't know any better. 17. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou dost is not good. Now he isn't saying that Moses shouldn't judge. He's just saying the methodology isn't good. 18. Thou wilt surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee, for the thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. He's saying, yeah, these people do need judgment, but you as one person shouldn't do it for all these millions. That's not right. You're just going to wear yourself out. 19. Hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel, and God be with thee. Be thou for the people before God, and bring thou the causes unto God. 20. And thou shalt teach them the statutes and the laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk, and the work that they must do. Jethro is saying, you will be the great teacher. You will teach all these millions how they're supposed to follow God's commandments. 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating unjust gain, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. He's saying you need a chain of command. You need to have men who are over thousands, but all these men have to be God-fearing, they have to be law-abiding, and hating unjust gains means that they won't take bribes. You're going to have the high ones rule over thousands, and then they'll have ones under them ruling over hundreds, and ones under them ruling over fifties, and ones under them ruling over tens. 22. And let them judge the people at all seasons, and it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge themselves. So shall they make it easier for thee, and bear the burden with thee. Jethro saying, you instruct these leaders on how to be good judges. The man over 10 will judge 10, but if he can't work it out, then it goes up to the man who's over 100. And if he can't work it out, then it goes up to the man who's under 1,000. And if he can't work it out, then it goes to you to settle the matter. 23. If thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure, and all the and all this people shall go to their place in peace. All these people will be able to go home in peace once they've seen their own individual judge. And everybody will be happy. 24. So Moses hearkened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. 25. And Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifty, and rulers of tens. 26. And they judged the people at all seasons, meaning every day of the year. The hard causes they brought unto Moses, but every small matter they judged themselves. 27. And Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went his way into his own land. His father-in-law had two missions. One was bring Zipporah and the boys back to their father so that they could all be together again. And number two 
give Moses really good advice that will help him for generations and generations and help all of the Israelites. God sometimes sends you on a mission, and when your mission is complete, he sends you home. The problem that a lot of Christians have, and especially pastors, is they want to do more than what God told them to do. They want to have their hand in every pot and control everything that goes on. But God usually won't have one person control everything. He gives that one person a mission, and then that person is sent home to rest for a while until the next assignment. And this is what happened to Jethro. He was sent to Moses for a mission, and now he's sent to go rest. You and I have to know when God tells us to rest and stop. What our problem is as Christians is because we're so, we don't have enough humility, is we often don't stop after our mission is complete. And we keep trying to do more and more. And then we just make ourselves sick. We make people mad at us. And we irritate God because we're not showing faith. When he wants somebody else to pick up the baton and take it further, but we insist on carrying the baton when it's not our turn. I hope you learned a good lesson from this chapter. And that concludes Exodus chapter 18.